Sam. And, and we're, we're just, just here to cause, cause chaos. chaos. We did it, kind of. Go us. Welcome to the very first episode of the Chaos Cast. We where, are your hosts. Yes, we are your hosts, two college-educated women. Ellen. Who are doing this for some reason. I'm Sam. <laughs> and we have a lot of feelings. Mostly about, about feminist history, but about a lot of other things. And we have a lot of knowledge. So much useless knowledge. So, mu so much useless knowledge. It doesn't help us at all in our lives. No. We both have this tendency to go down weird rabbit holes of hyperfixation on whatever is going on at the moment in our brains. Yeah, so since we're burdened with this knowledge, so now must you. you. Yeah. So, the way this is going to work is we're gonna start off by whoever didn't do any research for this week talking about whatever random internet rabbit hole they went down recently and then the other person who did do research is gonna tell us a fun story about iconic feminist history so ellen tell me a story <laughs> well sam have you heard of the lesbian pirates and bonnie and mary reed no, but before you start, I do feel the need to tell people how we came up with this episode. <laughs> or at least how I found out about this episode. Um, because I angrily threatened your brother-in-law with it? <laughs> well, a couple weeks ago, we were having breakfast with both of our families. Now, we don't live in the same city, so this is the first time our families had ever met each other. And it was chaotic. It was a good time, but we were talking about how we were going to start this podcast, and one of my sisters asked Ellen, or asked both of us, really, what the first episode was going to be about, and I was like, I don't know, we haven't discussed it, and Ellen, without missing a single beat, was just like, lesbian pirates, and I was like, I guess our first episode's about lesbian pirates. Yeah, now that I've, once I said that spur in the moment, I was committed and it had to happen. So here we are. <laughs> now... Anne Bonny and Mary Reed were famous pirates, famous as a stretch, <laughs> during the golden age of piracy. When was that? It's a good question. I, I honestly I, don't know. <laughs> so here's the problem. I took many notes and I put them in a notebook and then I didn't put the notebook in the blanket fort. So I'm going to be right back. Ellen! I elevator music. We need to find some elevator music for times like this. Ellen's gonna come back and not know I was doing this and then listen to the recording. And we're back! <laughs> Here to actually tell you facts. <laughs> Unlike what just happened. Alright. I would also like it to be noted that in the blanket fort that we're recording in, it's too dark for me to see my notes. <laughs> so you see my flashlight. Alright. So the golden age of piracy was the tale was the beginning and end of the seventeenth and eighteenth century. So we're talking late sixteen hundreds, early seventeen hundreds. You know okay. that time. Yeah, yeah, sounds like time. Generally uh, confined to 1650 to 1720. Now. Is this like when Blackbeard was around? Like, is that exactly. The time? He was a big player in this. 
Yeah, I know one pirate. Yeah, you do. All right, we're going to start with Mary Reed for no particular reason, other than she's who I looked up first. Sounds like a queen. Yeah. Oh, she was. So Mary was born in 1685 in England, which, you know, terrible time. (laughs) Her mom had, uh, was married to a man and uh, they had a son. So Mary had an older half brother and then the husband went away to sea and was never seen again. He died. That happens. Yeah. Yeah. So this was, and then unfortunately, so did the older half brother. And so (laughs) Mary's Mary's mom and her lover were like, ah, that ain't good. So now we had our little affair child, Mary, and most of her family is dead, but we, she powered through. And by powered through, I mean her mom moved away to go live with uh, her husband's mom to get his inheritance. However, as, you've, as I just mentioned, she didn't have any grandkid for her, except for, you know, the... Out of wedlock one. Oh no. I is she is she gonna try and convince that Mary was the half brother? Yes, she disguised Mary as her half brother. I guess right. <laughs> and now reports are a bit sketchy on this, but it worked for like at least a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma was like, oh, what a lovely child. (laughs) And just gave him some money. But, of course, these things don't last because children grow up and grow boobs. So. As happens to the best of us. Exactly. Except for me. I never grew boobs. They're beautiful. Thank you. However, by that point, Mary had begotten use to disguising herself as a boy and had fun with that, I guess. So she continued doing that for like extra money because, you know, the wage gap. And also it was the 1600s. (laughs) Which somehow had a worse wage gap than now. I mean, yeah. Yeah, so she, you know, did some servant jobs, got some money. Uh, and she was a teenager, she got a job on a ship, and then she joined the military, and briefly, what? It's like a whole Mulan situation. Oh, yeah. And then she even fell in love with a Flemish soldier. (gasps) Yes. So romantic. And for a brief moment, she left the sea, and she started a inn called... The Three Horseshoes or something in in the Netherlands. Oh, that's are lovely. So things were going super well. And then her husband died. Oof. Yeah. So, you know, that didn't work. So Mary got back on a ship and decided that she was going to be like a merchant. She was going to sell stuff. This didn't last long because ship like almost immediately got taken by pirates and then she realized that they have a better gig. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. Pirates do were like beacons of 
equality back in the day. <laughs> she decided to become a pirate, uh, and then through a series of shenanigans involving the king and pardoning and a whole bunch of politics around pirates, she, she got the king's pardoned for being a pirate, and then decided to be a pirate a second time. Yeah. Damn, girl. Now, it's around this time that she meets Anne Bonnie. Dun, dun, Do we know dun. what her like pirate name was? Like she had to have had like a guy name. She couldn't just go around telling people her name is Mary. I think she called herself Mark. Okay. Uh she also uh was a she also dressed like a like a man like almost full time. Where it was like a secret that she was a man when she was on the ship. Let's do the break now, because I feel like between the two girls is a very natural transition. And I want to tell you about high heels. Oh, high heels? Yeah. <laughs> because, I... fam, have you ever heard the history of stilettos? Weren't they a torture device? No. Oh, oh. what am I thinking of? Pro I mean, heels are a torture and invented by men so he couldn't run away faster. Yes, but yes. Um, <laughs> stilettos. So, I saw a TikTok earlier that was really <laughs> the most reliable of information sources. Yeah, so I saw a TikTok earlier that was a girl being like, me telling my future kids bedtime stories. Um, and it was more or less along the lines of, it took two world wars for the technology that made stilettos to become a thing, and they can be used as weapons. And I was like, that seems like a weird... Like, bedtime story. I'm curious, though. Two old words to make stilettos. I want to know what the fuck she's talking about. So I looked it up. <laughs> and you want to know what I found? What did you find, Sam? Stilettos are wild. So, there's three guys who all claim to have invented the stiletto. One of them's an Italian guy named Salvatore. Um, and, and then two are French guys. One's named Andre and the other one's named Roger which Roger has a really boring name in this group. They all three claim to have invented the stiletto, and more or less, the technology that was required in order to make a stiletto did take two world wars, because the same technology they used to, when they like invented aircraft carriers. It's, because they like injection molded and they have like aluminum lining in order to support you, because like that tiny little stick shouldn't be able to support like a full ass human body. So, um, pretty much all three of these guys invented, like, a piece of what we consider today the stiletto. One of them was, like, uh, decided that it should be, like, really thin, but he made it out of non-traditional materials like cork. And he, it was the Italian guy, so he was the one who named it stiletto, because stiletto means dagger in Italian. <laughs> yes! Um, and then one of the French guys was like, no, it should be bigger on top and smaller on the bottom. And so the tapered design is how we was given to us by Roger. Andre was just like, you know, what if we made it out of like the same material as like normal shoes and made it out of wood and stuff. So he kind of gave us like the materials, the Italian guy gave us the design and the name. And the last guy was like, gave it the like signature point. But pretty much between Ooh. the three of them, we got the modern day stiletto, which can be used as a weapon and has in the past. Finally! So, old school female CIA operatives, like back in the days with like lipstick knives and stuff like that, uh, would sharpen their stilettos to a point and use them as weapons. Like a stiletto knife, which is a throwing dagger. Can we do that now? 
Well, I can't walk in stilettos. I can barely walk in one inch like clunky heels. I I fail as a woman. But... <laughs> Honestly, this made me like more okay with stilettos, knowing that like women in history have used them as knives. But again, they are a torture device invented by men, so we can't run away. So. Oh yeah, yeah. No, well, so I guess if you can stab writers, a man, you don't really need to run away. <laughs> like, if you look at it from that perspective. But that. Also, the stilettos only existed since, like, the 1950s. Like, the very first pair was seen in, like, 1954. That's and that crazy. was, like, and they were, like, still pretty chunky back then. Like, the pointed bottoms are, like, an invention of the 60s and 70s. God, heels have been around for so long, and yet stilettos only, like... Yeah. What's... Wow. The first heels that they have, like, physical archaeological evidence of are from the 1590s. God. So, they found archaeological evidence of heels both in like eastern asia and what i find more fun because like the eastern asian ones are pretty but they were worn by like normal by like noble women and whatnot so like boring the heels <laughs> they found in europe from that same time period were venetian prostitutes oh because apparently it was like a sign that you're a prostitute if you could like tower over the other women good for them and these heels that they were wearing, they weren't like your foot goes down in the front and up in the back. They were just, they were like platforms, but like <laughs> 18 inch platforms. Yes. Like they were pretty much walking on stilts. You think they were just like tall women who got made fun of in that time? Like, ah. <laughs> I mean, the fact that the heels were like 18 inches tells me that probably like that was a natural tallness. Catch me walking around the streets of Venice in my 18-inch platforms. <laughs> oh. And did you know that heels were actually, like, up until the mid-1800s, a thing that men also wore? Like, King Louis XIV was known for wearing red heels as a sign of, like, his nobleness. That's where Louis Vuittons come from, like, the red bottoms that are super famous. Oh. Louis used to wear red heels. All the freaking time. Man, if we had Louis Vuittons, we could be like King Louis. Yeah, but apparently in like the 1800s, fashion became like a woman's thing, and so uh, guys stopped wearing heels. And now they look like this. Yeah, and now they're knives, so. <laughs> this is my hyperfixation of the day. I literally saw this TikTok three hours ago and then like went down a Google hole. Well, I think that was time well spent. Uh, British Vogue did a really good article like a year or two ago on the history of the stiletto. If you want to know more, look it up. It was a <laughs> time. Okay. All right. Back to Anne Bonny. Anne Bonny. Yes. So Anne Bonny was also the child of an affair because of course she was. I feel like you don't become a cross-dressing pirate if you like had a normal childhood yeah anyway so she was born presumably on the 8th of march in 1697 in county cork ireland so we've got an irish pirate now Ooh, uh, love irish accents yes to her parents mary brenning and william cormick now william was a very was he was a rather well-respected lawyer man. He would walk around town, he had some money, generally well-to-do, and Mary was his serving girl. Oh, and, you hate to see it. Yeah, and not his wife. <laughs> Mary, honey, I know it's like a, 
uneven society and you probably didn't have much choice in this, but sorry. Yeah. Too bad we don't know too much about it, about this relationship, but I am making assumptions based on the time period here. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Oh, Presumably shit. they liked each other a little bit. The um, bear that is holding up my fort is falling. No! <laughs> Hold up. Well, my fort's currently held up by a piano on one side and a ladder on the other, and I really don't want the ladder falling into the piano. To be fair, mine's held up by a cardboard box and a Vera Bradley bag. We're doing great. We are. Alright, so... Just wait till we get a Patreon and then I'll build us both, like, nice forts. Oh, uh, thank god. Once we get someone to give us, like, 40 bucks, I will build us nice forts with some PVC pipe. First we gotta finish this episode, then we can ask people for money. Okay. Okay, so for a little bit of, like, uh, citation, because why not, uh, the most of what we know about uh, Anne Bonny is from Charles Johnson, who wrote A General History of the Pirates, where pirates is spelled with a Y. Is there a reason and for that, or just, like, aesthetic? Old-timey. Cool. They just kind of spelled things however they felt like back then. Yeah, there was no standardized spelling. Yeah, uh, however, even that is debated. Uh, that it wasn't that Charles Johnson isn't a real person, and it's instead a pseudonym of De Daniel DeVoe, who wrote Robertson Crusoe. That's cool. Yeah, so we don't actually know, though. Back to Anne Bonny's parents. So, William decided he should leave. Well, <laughs> so he took his uh, servant, lover, and his uh, newly born daughter to London for the general purpose of being away from his wife. Oof. <sighs> and he and she also was disguised as a boy. Now, the reason for this was uh, presumably uh the dad was pretending that it was a male a like another relative he was taking care of and not, you know, his affair daughter. Which begs the question, if he was already pretending it was a relative, why did she need to dress up? But I think that was done... My uh, theory is that that was done to fool the wife. <laughs> there might have been, like, a male relative somewhere. And he's like, this ah, my, yes. <laughs> this is my cousin's sister's nephew's son twice removed. Yeah, yeah. I like to imagine that the way she found out about this was that the actual relative showed up at the house in Ireland, but I, that did not happen. Uh, that would be a sitcom, though. I know. And then the actual relative and Anne, like, became besties. Of course. Yeah. So anyway, Anne was now called Andy, just to, to keep Real the creative. Boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Now, another reason he was doing this was so that, uh, was not only so that his wife, you know, didn't find out, but also because she was giving him an allowance while he was in London. When she found out, she stopped that. I mean, fair. I would too. <laughs> so, Respect. So, at that point, he's like, why am I even, why am I even in this country anymore? So he moved to Carolina, again, <laughs> with, uh, Annie's mom and Anne slash cross-dressed Andy. Which Carolina? Just the province of Carolina. I think now it'd be South Carolina, but this was before they even decided to divide them up. So they didn't have the bar the great barbecue sauce feud yet? Nope, not yet. Cool. So then it's like, what's even the point in of Carolina without 
barbecue sauce. Yeah. Do you like it mustard-based, or do you like it white? Like, that's the option when you're in Carolinas. So, Anne grows up. She becomes a rather aggressive little child, because, of course. So, her mom dies when she's 12. And this messes her up. Fair. So, afterwards, there's a couple of stories of her famous temper. One of the best is when she was 13, she allegedly stabbed a serving girl. Damn. Yeah. Don't know what she did wrong, but she won't make that mistake again. No. <laughs> uh, another story of that of her youth is that she was in a tavern, and some creepy dude tried to rape her, so she beat him to death with a chair. You know what? He deserved that. I mean, yeah, but still. I stand it. <laughs> and these uh, bits come from, I believe, Pillory and Plunder by Meltzer, so, you know, actual sources. I didn't make this up. Unlike me, who just read a British Vogue article and then, like, looked at historyshoefacts.com. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, to continue her rebellious streak, Anne met a sailor named James Bonney. Now, yeah, Bonney. Yeah, I recognize her last name. Yeah, she fell in love dramatically. Now, her dad did not approve and disowned her, which, honestly, he doesn't have much room to judge yeah. her for, like, anything. But She's okay. a fair daughter. Like, he, he needs to sit down and shut up. Yeah. So, anyway, they got married, and then they decided to move to Nassau. Where's Nassau? Nassau's one of them islands in the Caribbean. Cool. It sounds familiar. Let's see. Oh, before she did that, there is a theory that is probably not true, that before she left, she burned down her father's plantation. I hope it's true. I mean, <laughs> no, I, I'm here for it. <laughs> for Anne and her weird violence. <laughs> so in 1714, she and her husband moved to Nassau for like a honeymoon slash escape the angry father. And James Bonney worked as like, he was like a double agent. So Nassau was like a pirate hub. There were pirates everywhere all the time. It was great. Sounds like a good time. It was. Anyway. You know what they didn't have an issue with there then? Ableism. Do <laughs> you know that the pirates were actually very democratic? Yeah. I mean, imagine living in a society where they were like, oh, you lost a foot, here's a peg leg, keep working. Like, <laughs> that is some equality. <laughs> no, but, like, even in, like, terms of how they would run things, like, the captain would get, like, a share or, uh, like, I don't know, maybe twice as much to the treasure as everyone else. In the boring old, like, merchant ships, the captain would get, like, 14 times as much as everyone else. So, you know. Yeah. And also they like kept the captains in line with the fear of mutiny. I read a whole like thing about this at one point where it was like, since they weren't like part of any government, like there wasn't really any consequence for mutiny. So captains had to be nice to their crews. Yeah, we stand some democratic government. Pirates were ahead of their time. They were. Except for like the raping and pillaging. Yeah, well, that was less good. Yeah. Okay, so James Bonney worked for Governor Woods Rogers, who... Sucks. He's one of he those British governor in the Americas. That's exactly. Pretty... So draw any conclusion from that. While James Bonney is running around tattling and being a snitch and basically the worst, <laughs> Anne is running. 
Anna's running around uh, and all the taverns that the pirates are at and making friends. So good for her. Good for her. We stand a queen. We do. It's here she meets her true love, Calico Jack. I thought you were going to say Mary and I was going to be like real hype. Mary, Mary will be here. She's coming okay. up. So Calico Jack was noted for being the most fashionable of all the pirates. I bet he had stilettos. Oh yeah, again, this was before the 1800s, so you know. He was wearing heels. Yes. Uh, Calico Jack tried to get uh, James to divorce Mary. He was like, I'll pay you for your wife. Oh, that's a misogyny. To be fair, I think she was she was for it. Still, we've seen what she does to men she doesn't like. Fair, <laughs> uh, but I James... told you about the time that someone offered my mom a couple camels for me, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> How many camels were you worth? Five. I want to say it was five or six. That sounds right. It's been a while. I was like thirteen. I'd pay ten camels for you, Sam. Thank you, Ellen. That means a lot to me. Yes, but unfortunately for James, after refusing that offer, they just straight up left. Oh, he should have taken the money. He should have taken the money. But, unfortunately, he did not. And thus began their reign of piracy, where they (laughs) ran around the Caribbean and caused havoc. Now, it is around this time that one of the ships they captured happened to have Mary Reed on there. Aw, snap! Here we go, fam. (laughs) So she just decided that this was a better deal. Now, I would just like to comment. They're both still dressing like men, right? For the most part, Mary's almost always dressed as a guy. Anne will, like, dress as a guy when she's uh, fighting. But during most of her daily life, she's dressed as a woman. Okay. Now, being a woman pirate is hard. You know, you gotta gotta have an image. So here are some examples of things Anne Bonnie did in order to, you know, keep her keep her mystique. One of the things it was a uh, it was, there was a pirate superstition that you weren't supposed to have women on board ships because like it would anger the sea or something dumb. I have heard that before. Yeah. So when Anne was on the ship, one of the pirates was like, "Hey, should you be here?" And then she said, should your, ni- should your heart not have a knife in it? And then she stabbed him and threw him overboard. Damn, so- girl. Cold. <laughs> <laughs> so they also were like, okay, okay. So, like, obviously we're terrified of you now. But, like, what about the actual pirating stuff? You know, we gotta, we gotta obtain, we gotta do that, too. And gotta she's obtain like, obtain that treasure. Yeah, she's like, you don't think I can do the pirate stuff? Watch this. And so she took a dress mannequin and covered it in some kind of 1700s fake blood and stabbed it repeatedly with, with a kitchen knife in like front full view of a merchant ship. And this was so horrifying that when they got to the ship, they just said, take all our stuff. <laughs> we are terrified. <laughs> I really, I shouldn't be as big of a fan of Anne's as I am right now, but oh my god, I'm obsessed with her at the moment. Almost all of her problems were solved with violence, and I love it. I love it. Oh my god. She's a queen. Now that we've got all three of them together, 
uh, Anne Bonnie, Mary Reed, and John Calico Jack Rackham. We'll say his full name exactly once. <laughs> now we're just going to call him Calico Jack? Yes. As he preferred, clearly, by the fact that I'm assuming it's in, like, parentheses things. Of course, he's very proud of his fashionable attire. So, on the 22nd of August, 1720, the three of them stole the Slope William, which is a ship. They took the ship, and they said, this is our ship. Okay, fair. Yeah, so now we've got... They've got the three of them, they've got the crew. So times are a bit sketchy on how long they were running around wreaking havoc in uh, the Caribbean. But the next definitive date we have is November 15th, 1920. So like two months later. You said 1920. 1720, that one. Cool. I was gonna say, that's a big ass difference. No. It's been like three months. Okay. So remember that pirate governor, that like uh, English governor, that yeah. James, yeah. So Rackham like hated these pirates. Is Rackham the same governor from Pocahontas, like the movie? No, are you that sure? That can't be right. It sounds familiar. So either he's from Pocahontas, or I learned about it in history class and forgot the rest of the details. I I don't think he was from Pocahontas. I'm gonna Google this real quick. Oh dear. Anyway. Keep talking. He was straight up not happy with this. He had his, like, pirate bounty hunter, Jonathan Bracht, who- What? Is it the same guy? No, it was a guy named Ratcliffe. You were right. Boo. <laughs> I was about to get- It, like, sounds similar. You can see why I would get that messed yeah. up. Yeah. Anyway, so pirate bounty hunter Jonathan Brack, who was also a former pirate, but then, you know, fell sway to the government. Ugh. Ugh. I know, right? The man. Ugh, he'd probably get along with James Bonney. <laughs> no, I just want to put in there, James Bonney and Anne Bonney aren't divorced. Oh, yeah. Wait, 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 okay, so at some point... I don't know if she ever legally got divorced, because again, she's a pirate living outside the law. <laughs> Fair. But she and Calico Jack do get married at sea, probably under that, like, sea captains can officiate weddings rule. Which has never made sense. Yeah. And because I guess technically Jack was a captain... Of a pirate ship. <laughs> they, they just called it good. Anyway. The capture of the Slope William was a pretty spectacular event. First off, the pirates had recently, like, done- pulled off a successful, you know, pirate heist. So they were celebrating. And by celebrating, I mean they were wasted. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought you meant. <laughs> yeah, they were so drunk. When the pirate hunter Jonathan Brack showed up, Almost all of them were too drunk to fight. <laughs> so here's what we've got. We've got almost all the men, like, in the hold, passed out. And only Mary Reed and Anne Bonnie, the pirates, <laughs> up there actually fighting. And 
one other guy that they had like browbeat into joining them, probably out of fear. He'd probably been one of the guys that saw Anne Bonnie stab the guy in the heart the first day. I just, I want to know how many people knew that Mary was a woman. Like, did Anne know that Mary was a woman at this point? Oh, okay, wait, back up. We're going to back up. Okay. Because I, I want more details about Mary and the fact that it sounds like she's like more or less living her life as like her best life as a man. Okay, so, to be fair, she was mostly doing that. Yeah. But after she joined the uh, pirate crew, she began to feel things. And this is how the story goes. But the legend has it that she was so attracted to Anne Bonny that she told her her secret. Oh, that's kind of cute. Yeah. And... So this intold had to be, t this also had to be told to like Calico Jack so that he was like, hey, what's up with that guy? And you know what this is kind of reminding me of? What? You know that meme where it's like, this is my boyfriend and this is my boyfriend's boyfriend. I feel like that Calico Jack is like, this is my girlfriend Anne and my girlfriend's girlfriend Mary. I think that kind of was the dynamic. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Uh, they might have all been interested in each other. You know what? Go them. We love a thruple. <laughs> so, so, basically only those three. Okay, uh, so those are the people who know Mary's secret. Yes. Got it. Alright, so... Should we be calling her Mark? Is that like her chosen name? Are we using the wrong pronouns here? No, I think she was still Mary. She just like dressed up as Mark for convenience. Okay, so more like drag queen and less like transgender. Yeah. Okay. More like social status. Okay, so we've got a bunch of drunk men hiding in the hold. Uh, three <laughs> people. Up oh God! Stop that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My mom put another blanket up to try and like close me in when she brought me wine, and I think it like made the ladder unstable. <laughs> Continue. So some of the notable things that happened during this quote unquote fight. Mary is like Mary and Anne are like trying to fight, you know, the pirate hunters. And Mary is so angry that about all the drunken men <laughs> that she at one point fires into the hold and injures at least a couple of them. <laughs> I I really should not be as much of an Anne fan as I am right now. <laughs> no, no, no. This is Mary. Mary's doing oh, something. Oh, finally, Mary, get violent. Here we go. Yes. So Mary screams, if there's a man among ye, come and fight like the men ye claim to be. Let's go, Mary. <laughs> but unfortunately, this did not help their odds with, you know, fighting the pirate hunters. And yeah. Yeah. You just gotta make a point. I mean, it was a pretty good point. So, they're all caught. Because despite being formidable fighters, these two, they are unfortunately up against an entire group of, you know, pirate hunters. Yeah, like, I don't care how grand a fighter you are, if there's two of you and a hundred of them, like, we're not living in Avatar The Last Airbender, you're gonna get beat. <laughs> yeah. So, everyone's captured. And... All of the- everyone, the crew, Jack, uh, Mary and Anne are all, uh, condemned to be hanged, which, unfortunate. However, somehow, both 
Mary and Anne are pregnant. Now, <laughs> every source I had seemed to full seemed to be like seemed to full on believe that they were all pregnant, that they were both pregnant. By but like Jack? Maybe there's like no details about how they got pregnant, at what stage of the pregnancy they were supposed to be. I'm pretty sure they were faking, but but if they were pregnant and they went through that like crazy fight both pregnant i know <laughs> so this was called pleading like, the belly like i love my sister but she's pregnant right now and there's no way she can fight off like 100 men god she can't eat your sister can't even fight off pirate hunters no <laughs> love you shanda she's gonna get so offended <laughs> i think she'd fight off pirate hunters if she wasn't pregnant okay there we go so both Somehow pregnant, and this is called pleading the belly, where they like, you can't kill us because we're pregnant, and that's not how this works. Uh, and even back then, they decided that unborn children's lives were more important than, you know, full-grown women. Uh, I mean, in this one instance, I'm okay with that. In, like, this, in this one case, it worked out, but like, still. Yeah. So, like, normally, I disagree, but like, in the case of maybe let's not hang these women because they're pregnant, I'm fine with. Yeah. So, poor Calico Jack is about to be hanged, and he's asked to see Anne one more time. And Anne comes down the stairs into the prison, and she says, and I will quote, because it's a pretty amazing quote. So she tells him, if you had fought like a man, you need not have been hanged like a dog. Oh, Yeah. Honey. She was straight up not here for that cowardliness. Oh, poor Calico Jack. I know. And that was the last words his wife said to him. Wow, he's gonna die without meaning either of his unborn children, because yes, I now headcanon that they were both his. Um, Honestly, I, I believe it. that's the last it. thing she said to him. Yeah. They had that thruple dynamic going on. At this point... Things get unclear as to what actually happens to uh, the two of them. We're pretty sure that Mary unfortunately died of fever on oh. April 12th, 1721, which I know. I'm making a pouty face. This I know. So I'm sorry. Uh, the theory is that there were complications from the pregnancy and that, you know, didn't work out. Yeah, basically um, it was, like, a really dangerous thing to be in, like, the 1700s. Yeah. And there's also no evidence of any baby being buried, so they're assuming this happened before any baby was born. Uh, I also... This also does fall under my idea that maybe she wasn't pregnant in the first place. <laughs> but whatever. And absolutely no one knows what happened to Annie. Really? Yes. Annie disappeared. She was gone there's a couple you know, good for her i mean yeah there's a couple theories one is that uh well first off they said they let her go because you know she was pregnant uh but there was another uh idea that because her father was like a gentleman and like semi well-to-do that was another contending factor in letting her go and i'm gonna give you two supposed endings for how this turns out. So either she unfortunately also dies a few years later uh, on another island, I think in uh, December 29th, 
1733. So, you know, that's a few good years past that, actually. Or she straight up moves back to Carolina and has eight children and lives to a ripe old age in her, of, like, 84. But... You know what? If that second one's true, like, good for yeah. her. There is less evidence for the second one, but, like... I'm gonna believe it, because I, I like it better. she grew to ripe old age after having this, like, epic life. Yeah, good for her. I wanna know whatever happened with... Did you... <laughs> you think she ever had, like, the world's most awkward conversation with James? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> Be like, so... How have you been? My question would be, like, if she had eight children, who were the the father of her eight children? I like to think they was all different people. You know what? I'd believe it. <laughs> and I'd respect it. Anyway, that is the illustrious tale of our, I guess, bisexual pirate queens. We can just call them, like, queer pirate queens. Our queer pirate queens. Just, like, general. We don't know what their business was. It's... There's no canon on what their business is. We no. will, like respect that. Yeah, but there was definitely something going on there. Yeah, they were they were not heterosexual, <laughs> heteronormative. No, <laughs> I'm not convinced any pirate was heteronormative. That's fair. You know what? We none of us should be heteronormative. <laughs> fair. Live our lives in a genderless society. So, what did we learn today, Sam? That I should have been a pirate in the 1700s. Yes, same. I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah. Do we need pirate names? Oh, I mean, my name is already Sam, like... Damn. Yeah. Kind of, if I ever wanted to be a drag queen and have already got the name. Yeah, yeah, fair. What be your pirate name? Ellen Stiletto Knives. Stop. <laughs> So you would be a drag queen, but you you would still be a woman? Oh, wait, wait. So I'd be- I would dress in, ja in drag, but my weapon would be a stiletto, which I would stab people with. You know, in my research on stilettos today, I did find out that it is believed that the knives that May threw in Avatar The Last Airbender were stiletto knives. Oh my god, of course they were. <laughs> it's the kind of knife, it's like a kind of like thin dagger that you like usually use for throwing. So yeah, that's what I would do as a pirate. Get really good at knife throwing? Get really good at knife throwing. Uh, I think I'd want to like fight with a dagger. Hmm, can that be another thing for our hypothetical Patreon? Yes, get us daggers. <laughs> By Ellen and Sam knives. <laughs> <laughs> we promise we'll only use them for good. For the aesthetic. <laughs> I need a sword. No, you I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but still. Fam, I made it through a whole episode without making a single Percy Jackson reference. I'm so proud. Except I don't think we've ended the episode yet, so I made I I messed up. Here we, we are. We need to figure out how to end an episode. I don't know, fam. Well, we did a what have you learned today. Okay, I can do it. You can follow us on Instagram at Chaos Podcast, or you can find us, or if you want to send us an email, it's chaospodcast21 at gmail.com. Um, follow us on Spotify. Give us four, five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Show us love. We enjoy doing this, so I hope you liked it. <laughs>
And thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the chaos. Safe travels. Bye.